Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is oneness from Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 35. Uh, this morning, uh, the text before us is uh, continue with the book of Acts. And uh, we're going to look into the Word of God in the book of Acts in chapter 4 of uh, 32 to 35. It's going to be a, a short uh, passage this morning. So if you have uh, the Bible with you, uh, please open to the book of Acts, uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 32 to 35. Any version will be okay. Uh, I'm going to read out for us uh, in uh, ESV version. And uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 32 to uh, 35. Now the full number of those who believe were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Verse 34. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and was laid and laid it at the apostle's feet and it was distributed to each as any had need. Let us uh, pray. Lord, thank you, Lord, for uh, teaching us uh, your word and, Lord, showing us that the history of how the church was born in the book of Acts. The foundation is the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, and the endowment of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the word and prayer in the midst of persecution they face, in the midst of uncertainty before them. They don't know what lie ahead of them, what waiting for them tomorrow. They are on the run because they're being oppressed by the Romans Empire. Uh, they, they, they're in a minority. And as they go about their daily work, daily business, they continue to spread the good news, even though the bad news all were around them. As today we are living in the 21st century, we turn every page, every click in the online news or or the things we saw in the media all are bad news. The only good news and the only good hope and the only hope that lasts will be your word. Help us to be one in the same direction, one heart and soul, because the world in such disunity. People long for unity, but what they have is uniformity and not unity. And Lord, what we want today is unity in Christ. In Jesus' name, 
we pray. Amen. Um, did you know the, um, what are the strongest materials on this planet Earth in nature? You can guess this could be crystal, diamond, you know, the type of diamond, the strongest, or uh, some scientists call it another uh, Darwin bot spider web. It's also uh, as close as to diamond. Uh, the uh, man-made materials, when you say man-made, it's like man took the material from God creation and put them together with their scientific research and creativity, right? So some people say, oh, man-made, so it must be better than God-made. No, God just made the foundation and the creation, and man learned to discover it. They picked the material from nature, put them together, try and error, and they will create something so-called is, you know, it, it is stronger than in the nature. And this is supposed to be, you know, God's idea for man. So, and, and Jesus already said that my disciple, you know, greater work they will do. But Jesus is the foundation. So some of us say, you know, that, you know scientific research, scientists are, you know, way better, you know, than God and create material. But they all have to pick material from God's creation, whether outside the planet or in the planet Earth. Now, in terms of uh, the, uh, the, the analogy I want to use today is the rope, all right? Uh, the, um, the strongest uh, rope in the world or the cord is not made out of steel, but out of something, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's made of, of uh, a combined of, um, of uh, they call it polyethylene. It's an ultra-high molecule weight. And it's, 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 um, it's 50 times stronger than steel, and yet it floats on what is called Dyneema. It is uh, made by a, a company in Netherlands 30 years ago, and still used in you know, a lot of in maritime and other applications as well. It also, interestingly, it's, uh, of course, it works to stop bullet, you know, bullet vest proof, you know, better than Kevlar. And, uh, and, and it's repair human joints. That's interesting too. Uh, Im improve the longevity of the apparel. It depends on what the material you use for uh, military use or other materials. As strong as ever known at the moment, it is uh, uh, Dyneema. It's a type of materials, a high performance. And um, it, uh, it's interesting because it's strong, but it's kind of light and float on water. It does not absorb water and neither is react to any chemical. So it's kind of a use in, you know, ocean, uh, oceanic work and all types of, you know, boat use. Even, you know, uh, it's a heavy, heavy-duty load and it can lift up, you know, uh, you know tons and tons, uh, you know, uh, better than steel. And out of this rope that is, you know, as all kinds of rope made, it's kind of like a lot of um, tiny uh, micro-nano uh, technology involved that, you know, make the microfiber strong. So the strongest rope is made out of, uh, comprised of many layers of microfiber that is create the kind of a uniqueness and strongness. So unity in the rope, because that even though there's many multiple uh, uh, fibers, small strap, but if it's they, they stay alone, they outside it just become very weak. The world understand that. And, and the, the world, the country, they want united people to uh, either is under the flag or uh, a, a, a constitution 
or it's, it's uh, uh, sometimes it's sport, really. Uh, because somehow, for whatever reason, when people like sport come together, one particular sport, they unite it, like out, no crazy, you know. Or, or they want to raise the patriotism. All of that is human attempt to bring unity. But that's not the God's approach. Because otherwise, that, you know, God, the, the, the Jewish, the nation of Israel thought that, okay, we are Jew, we're united. Even during that time in the Old Testament, he added other nation in the, the Gentile who, you know, obey the Lord and want to know the Lord. And they, uh, the, the Lord commanded the Israelites had to treat the foreigner, meaning non-Israelite or alien, the people live among them, so that they can under me and they follow me. And any attempt of human being to bring unity without Christ will eventually fail. As you can see, the nation, the politics, I mean, just have these own media, just have, you know, our big brother, big country like U.S., you know. Sometimes people, uh, for a long time, maybe people united over politics, over different policy or culture or, or different things. And when that kind of split and have, you know, the opposite polar and, and view and, you know, and they become, you know, divisive because it's a wrong kind of unity. Because it's a Christian nation, even though God used that, if they're not based and bank their unity on Christ, everything will slowly and eventually will fall apart. You know, as a country of Vietnam, you know, that uh, during the wartime, the, uh, the colonial power, namely uh, the French came and they cut country into three pieces that the north, the central, and the south to cause disunity, and that, that the, the ancient tactic to divide and conquer as the Assyrian used for, for the, the nation of Israel as well. And that is hard because there's a the distinctiveness between two, two, two different regions. And so it's naturally they want to be cut off and be part of, you know, uh, you know be independent. And so, so it's naturally follow the mindset that, you know, it's even today, it is sometimes it's hard for it means to think of unity in terms of the north, the south, and the central. And every country seemed to have a tension between the north and the south for whatever reason. have no idea. It's in the Bible too, you know, the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. After the failure of the first king, King Saul, even David tried to unite it for a sort of time. But before bring unity, he had to shed blood. And that's why he wanted to build a temple of the Lord. And the Lord said, no, no, it's going to be your descendant, Solomon, which is his hand a little bit clean, but he still have killing. But in, to diplomatics and policy and politics, and he tried to bring a Solomon kind of peace time, you know. But it's also that his, 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 uh, pit, the pitfall that he committed to because the concubine, in order to bring peace, he used diplomacy and marriage a lot of a daughter of Egyptian king and, and other daughters. That's why he ended up with 800 concubines and several hundred wives that, of course, his, hand, his, <laughs> his physical strength cannot handle. And that's why the Lord already said to them that, you know, all the foreign white, meaning non-Israel white, will pull his heart away. And then be he began to worship idol. And he died pathetically and need, you know, a girl to warm him up as a king and a mighty king. And all the king in the Old Testament failed. And that led to the prophecy that will be a coming king, the Messiah, the Christ, and the Son of God. And they long waiting for that. And that king came and they did not notice him eat the Romans. And, and Jesus came and the disciples mistakenly think him that's going to be a political leaders. And that they will shout out, the, the minute they shout out host. And when Jesus, after the resurrection, appeared to them and, and went to wars the and showed them of the, the word of God and the power 
of the Holy Spirit as we saw it happen in the book of Acts. It happened then. It will happen now. It is happening right now. Whether you see it or you miss it. There's no way around it. You can go to church and still miss the point of God's plan and will for your life. You still can say amen after the sermon today and you go home, you still live but the same 20 years ago. There's no change. There's no transformation. You just tick the calendar that this is my 10th year, my 20 years of going to church as quote-unquote Christian. I'm a Christ follower. Yes, I go to church. Am I reading God's word from time to time? Am I doing sharing the gospel occasionally if it's convenient to me? Do I live out actually all the things that God called me to do? All his attribute, his holiness, his goodness, all his teaching. Do I know his teaching? Do I know him? We all have diverse, unique giftedness and talent. But we must be united in unified mission. It is okay and it is fair if you feel, each of you feel that, yes, I have different gifts, but I cannot be unified with this church mission. It's fine. Which means that God may be used you in somewhere else in different body of Christ. But our church will gear toward a unified mission, the Great Commission. We want to reach out and win the loss loss of our generation and here in Vietnam, the local community, people in Saigon, people in other country, I mean the nation, the different countryside coming in. You are here for a reason, for a cruise ship, you need a sun bath. You need somebody massage you. You need a higher buffet. You need entertainment program. A warship. You get you have get your hand dirty. You maybe fix the engine. Maybe you're loading a barrel. This is a metaphor, okay? And then you need to, you the enemy attack you, you need to fix it. There will be somebody injury. You need to pray for somebody. You need to, to reach out, you know, somebody lost. Bring them back to God's fold. Asking yourself, is your life uh, cruising on the cruise ship? Or you are in a worship, a spiritual battle. Being one heart and one soul. And this year is going to go to win the loss. Making disciple, which means that as a pastor, I cannot disciple someone who don't want to be discipled. And that's from my pastor. And he's been in Southeast Asia for over 30 years. Uh, he told me this interesting thing. In the past, I spent all my energy and my time, my prayer and tear and sweat, try to disciple someone, you know, literally, you know, mean no cost for free. And then, you know, and I tell them, well, everything I did the same, but this time I do in counseling, they pay me. People sometimes treasure the things that they pay rather than the things that is free. The word of God is literally free and it gives life a life abundant. But people, when they have, oh, you know, they want to go to see whatever and they hear the same thing but in the in very, uh, you know, structured thing and they feel, like, oh, yeah, and you pay for that. And I tell you, people pay thousands of dollar for a you know a conference motivational you know speech or whatever they come and they hire and say, yeah life meaningful and they go to church with the living word and they get bored they yawn they don't read they don't pray the word in front of them is just like a piece of good it's junk 
because they eat too many junk food, so the word of God is they feel ready. It's exactly the same with our appetite. Before a really fresh meal, if we get cannot you know delay <laughs> our instant gratification, we eat junk food and fill our stomach. We don't want to take Monday to Saturday. Whatever that junk you put in your mind, your heart, and your soul, it will become a hindrance and a blockage for the real nutrition, God's word. That's why we encourage you to read the Bible daily, daily intake. Daily intake vitamin. Some of you are more faithful to have a daily supplement rather than daily God's word. Hmm. Daily God's word is free. Supplement you pay. Now I'm talking metaphorically speaking here. Okay. If you need vitamin C, oh yes, take them. If you need vitamin C, you can eat more kind of nutrition. But I'm talking about the soul. The reason sometimes people are not one heart and one soul because they're all over the place. They're not in unified mission. They think differently. They, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do charity program, but the church is not available. I want to do this, uh, but you know it's not available. I want to do this. It's all about them. They don't think about what is what is. I can be part of God's plan and the great commission in this church, in this city, in this land. Then you will taste the unity of Christ in the church that you commit to worship to. Otherwise, I may have a great church. I show you. Pray really hard. Find the church that you can be unified in mission. If this is not your church, really, it's going to be great, tremendous for your life. And you see a great power as the Bible, great grace. You experience great power living your life on the edge and like cutting edge. And that you will see that God work in you and not just a complaining mundane and going to church and all of that. I'm so busy with this. I'm so busy with that. Because you're always in misdirection and sometimes even opposite direction or veer off from God's greatest command, the Great Commission. Are you still with me? Number two. Sharing life. You know, if you are not on the the same direction, <laughs> our life cannot be shared. If uh, just imagine, picture that this train going to board to go to Hanoi, and say, yeah, I like the train, I like the road trip, train trip, I like the food there, I like the service there, I like the worship there, I like the kind of uh, you know the the people in the train, but I want to go to Nyatjang, I want to go Cambodia, I want, you know then either you should not board the train, you, but you cannot hijack the train and say to go to the way that you want. So if you are you know, not boarding the train, you're not sharing life <laughs> because they're going to share life and time and resources. They can invest in one another. You are here because God has invested in you. So you invested your here to listen to the word and fellowship. You commit your time. I have invested my time and my resort here to share God with you. So fellowship. We have the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We read God's Word. It's an investment. Think about that. Think about if you, someone tell you this. If you read 10 chapters a day, you will receive $10,000. Will you read it? Yes? But I tell you, the Word of God is, is, has higher value than $10,000. But because you think it's free, I can read any time. What if the Lord going to take your bread in an hour now? You ask yourself, what kind of relationship you have with the Lord? It's just so, so distant. Like, hey, hello, how are you? What's your name? 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know you feel a bit of information about you. Yeah, I know you're great God, great Savior. Um, but, you know, uh, let me sort out my own thing. And, you know, I call you when I need help. You know, you just stay there. You keep a distance. What kind of relationship you and I have with Jesus? Because that will reflect how we're going to share life together. I tell you, this church is being blessed with those who have an intimate relationship with God. They are, they are contributing, they're sharing life in, in, in kinds, in deeds, in prayer. That we are sitting and standing on the shoulder of many spiritual giants went before us to lay down the foundation, being, you know, Pastor Eric Dooley and many other elders and people around us. They left home. And so we continue to, ca to, to, to carry the baton and passing through the next generation. So my role on it, my prayer that, you know, that, that I pray that will somebody, you know, after me will be better than me. You know, it's like God created the creation. He gave all the material there. He wants the scientists that know Him create better material, better, better, you know, transportation, better for, you know, uh, humankind, just to that know the Creator, not for their own comfortability, not for their own self-indulgence, but for the mission of God. Imagine today, we can use an airplane where Paul had to use the boat for months to deliver a letters. Now, you airplane to fly the country to share the gospel. You can have a motorbike, motor train to do a different, you know, community and neighborhood to share that. Uh, that that and a technology is supposed to serve the mission of God, not it's a, you know, self-serving end is the technology. I just have technology. What you're going to use the phone for is also tell you to understand how the technology works. Either you worship technology or you worship the Lord, that the Lord going to use technology. If you want the latest phone, what is for? I can read more Bible perhaps, I can read, I can share, I can post, I can engage in social media. That is good. But it's just for your own identification, for your own that have a, a new toy. So the people say that, you know, the difference between the baby boys and the baby, you know, adult man is, a, you know, a, a smaller, a bigger boy, a bigger toy. If we are not careful, all of us are just muddling this earth with toys and entertainment. I told um, um, a Vietnamese group, a Bible study about a story of the, um, of the um, <coughs> Nabitian. Uh, it's, it can be traced back to the descendant of Esau or Edomite in the Old Testament. They are great warrior. They are great warrior. They fought and lived on cave in the mountain. Right now, the most famous site is Petra. Uh, Petra in Jordan is that, uh, you know, they, 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 they do aqueduct, they do cut. You know, all the, the, the technology at that time is, is great because they can do great work there, carving, hanging. They are cliffhanger. They are so strong. The Roman cannot conquer them. The Roman take many attempts to conquer them, but cannot because they move so fast on different terrain. The Roman cannot climb because they use chariots, use other, you know, that their fighting techniques is different from the Roman. They cannot conquer the Nabataean. So what they did, that's one, I forgot who is, this is history, one of the, uh, I think the advisor in, in, the, in the board of the Roman's uh, cabinet, they said, okay, um, we set up... Um, what we do best is our entertainment arena, not far, far from there, maybe a, a few miles from there. 
you know, with, uh, with horse racing, with dancing, with entertainment night. We put up, you know, lit up the, the you know, we make the Hollywood, we make the, uh, the casino type, you know, coming there. So slowly, because nighttime, you know, the, the Nabitin area is kind of black, dark, it's kind of boring. So they slowly enjoy in the entertainment arena, slowly, slowly. All of them drop their weapon because light was so good at the entertainment, uh, entertainment arena. They enjoy light. They drop their weapon. They no longer have the ability to fight. They no longer have the ability to climb mountain to make a move. So the Romans just came in, shut their places, take their place nicely, peacefully, beautifully. They surrender by themselves. Today, we are Christian living in a world full of entertainment. We lack, we lost our ability to do spiritual warfare. We lack ability to pray for someone we lost. We lack ability to, to share a simple message of the good news of Jesus Christ. We lack ability just to engage in conversation and say, this is how my Christian life is. We shy, we shame, we've been cornered, and we thought that we have no right to tell others how to live. That's a, that's a lie. We have all the right to tell others about how to live. But first, we have to live it. First, we have to live it. First, the gospel must be in us before we can tell others. Unless the gospel is alive in us, the gospel is already dead in us. And therefore, you don't want to share something is dead. You want to share something alive. Sharing resources, time and money, because you have to think in terms of the kingdom of God. The reason our church stand here, not just for an institution or the, or the program so that the, our name can be great and make our name for the nation, or we make cloning, be franchise. The reason we're here because we want to share life so that the kingdom of God is right here, right now, and everyone who wants to taste it and come and know the Lord. So the church is all where people can come and see. And the church, as we go out after Sunday, we go and tell. Then Sunday, come back, invite them, come and see. Monday to Saturday, go and tell. It's always like that over the old, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, sharing lives, sharing resources, because we are one in Christ. Amen? Last point. As what we work in the body, we, 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 got, you know, we eat food so that the nutrition will support our one body. So we're going to distribute. It's going to distribute nutrition to blood vessel, to bones and marrow and to all kind of brain. So it is supplied to all part of the body when we have water, food, intake, exercise, all of that. It's part of one body. When I eat things, I'm not eating for my son. <laughs> I'm not eating for my wife. I'm eating for me, for my body. The same. The reason that you and I congregate here, worship here, reading Bible together, praying together, praying for the lost, and make disciples and reaching out people because we're doing that for the body, the body of Christ. We're not doing that for an institution, for the nation. You're not doing this for your own nation. You're doing this for the kingdom of God. Are you still with me? 
giving testimony, great power. The reason we saw here the apostle have a great power because they receive the Holy Spirit and they testify and they do according to the will of God and obey God's will and, and, and great power came upon them. And all the more, they are testifying the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why this is key? Crucial because without the resurrection, our faith is futile and we are the most pathetic people on this planet Earth. Like many other religions, their leaders and their, their so-called quote-unquote God dead, nor alive. They, they just have to wait that, you know, one day they see them. But our Lord appeared, resurrected unto them, and the better still thing that He will be coming back. Which means that he alive, who king over creation, he will lord of all lords. And that's why we go now testify that Jesus is alive today. That's why we don't have the cross with Jesus on the cross, just in case some of you didn't know. Some of you tell me, you know, uh, same, same, you know, uh, Catholic and uh, uh, Protestant, same, same. You did not read the history. <laughs> the history is full of blood. <laughs> in the reason that we are, because the word of God needs to go out, we were persecuted by, you know, our Roman Catholic brother that's in history. That's why we don't put the Jesus statue here. We don't put a Mary here. We don't put all kinds of idols here. Because we look at the cross, we know that Jesus is alive already. That's why we go out and tell people the restoration of our Lord Jesus Christ and thus give them hope and give us hope as well. Great grace will be upon the disciple. Some people say, yeah, Lord, Lord, I, I want more of your grace. God's grace is always available. It's sufficient and work perfectly in our weaknesses. So do not tell the Lord or tell me or tell other, oh, I'm not good, I'm still young, I'm even experienced. Uh, you know, I only read Bible once a year, therefore I cannot, you know, tell other about gospel. If you ask me now, if you be honest, what is the gospel, you can write down in three, four sentences. I challenge you, you go home and write down and tell that to your friends, see if they understand. If they don't understand, rewrite it. Right in such a way that the children can understand. Most of the children, who are in a you know a, a schooler, high school, or maybe even you know grade school, all the way to PhD, will understand. Write it out in such a way the gospel, the word of God, is simple, easy to understand. It's just sometimes we even do not understand ourselves. Great grace will be upon you and me when we share the good news, when we're giving testimony about the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. You tell you what, when we tell others, they oppose us, they persecute us, I bet nobody's going to slap you like the time of Jesus. I guarantee. Unless there's some people have problem, you know, mental health problem. But if you, have you, if you tell the people about the gospel and they slap you in your face, they punch your face, you know, come back to me and I, I will say sorry. <laughs> But, but I tell you, in our world right now, you can be killed if you share the gospel in Middle East, in different parts of the world. Our brother and sister are suffering. We pray for them, but we continue to testify about the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, as we testify, grace after grace, grace upon grace, grace upon grace will be in our life. We all want to say God's grace. We all desire that. It will be given. It's already given to us, but more and more and more. The reason we share the gospel, somebody opposes us, that's grace. That's grace. Because why? Because once they heard the gospel, they cannot un unhear it. They might reject it, but they go home, they might think, well, 
even some people after 30 years, they still recall, I remember that brother, that sister shared with me 30 years ago. But now it all makes sense. You see how the power of the gospel seed. Even the farmer know the power of the seed. One is dropped on the soil. It takes time. If vegetable will take about a few months. If a cedar tree will take years. If an oak tree will take decades, hundred years. It can take our lifetime to even sow one gospel seed. So do not give up. Continue to giving testimony of resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace will be upon grace. Power you experience it. His power, not ours. Amen. All right, just have to spend a couple minutes for our reflection. Oh, that's the last one. Yes, this is four point. As this is a closing uh, point, uh, you, can, you can kind of connect and reflect on this. As we are one, as we are, sh- you know, sharing life together, resources, time and money, uh, we being one heart and soul, uh, we giving testimony. Th- th- we have the same testimony, that's the restoration of Jesus Christ. It might be different in how we receive Jesus, how we met Jesus, and, but the same, that Jesus alive in our life. And we, people will hear the same testimony uh, through the follower of Jesus Christ. Now, as we are one, a uh, proper order meaning contributing, distributing needs based on, or based on needs and not on wants. And we saw that the, the church in the first century exercised that. And I have a privilege to witness that to uh, the time of, uh, especially the time of pandemic, right? Uh, people, you know, willingly, happy to share, help those who are lose job, help those with food, uh, you know, but have to be a proper order, which means that everybody not can do, every, you know, do their, your own way. Ha- and, and here, it's, it's the, the idea is they bring them to the apostle feet, and there they distribute. They bring to the church, there they distribute, and proper order and need base. Some people say, though, you know, why, you know, some people receive more than, than me. It, it happened in, in the church at that time. Oh, because they have more needs, needs, eh? not want. Oh, a family of five suddenly have to receive more than a single person. <laughs> but sometimes the, 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 the single person, no, 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 it's the same, it has to be the same. No, it's based on needs. If you eat more, if you need more, you will have more. The same. When we cry out to the Lord, and it is our need, He will give it to us. Not our wants. I want is maybe it's a call extra blessing. <laughs> I want because the Bible is clear. We we are the people, you know, been we are miserable for what we toy because we envy with our neighbor. That's our want. People have like that, I want that. Who have more than me, I want that. So we have to toy. But if we really content with our need, we are the most joyful, happiest people on this planet because we have our Lord. Like people of receiving manna. Suppose they like they sing every day praising the Lord. The manna has rained down. You know, quail we eat, you know. Thank you, Lord. But what we saw there? Complain. Manna? No, give us something else. Quail? Oh, get bored. Come on, give us something else. That exactly the picture of people wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Some of us following Christ for 40 years or 40 days still wandering in the wilderness and not be able to taste the goodness, the joy 
have received his provision. Be content with what we need. Contributing and distributing is a character of the body of Christ because we are one. Everything in common. We bring tithe and offering to the church. And wherever there's a need, the church distributes. We live in a modern world where we're not sure how to distribute. We have to trust the Lord. Because if the, the leaders, is like me myself, I have to ask, if Lord, if I'm not holy before you, remove me. And then he, it happened through King David and anybody. So that's why we serve the Lord with fear and trembling. The Bible portrays us, if you want the terms, it's not Republican, it's not democracy, it's theocracy. God is our king. So do not say, oh yeah, Christian, more republic, and less than democrat, democ democratic or socialist. No, no, no. The Bible gives us one thing, theocracy. God must be our king. And the kingdom of God is here. We abide to his commandment that we're reaching out the lost. We continue to be one, shedding life, praying for one another, and then continue to contribute to the kingdom of God and distributing according to need base. Amen? All right, let's just spend a couple minutes for our reflection. Ask yourself, are you being one with Jesus' body, this local church? Are you on the same mission, unified mission, even though you have diverse, different gifts and different calling? Are you one?
Lord Jesus, you demonstrated while you're living on this planet Earth, being fully God, being fully man. And yet you united, have unity with the God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. You are on the same mission to bring salvation, redemption through your people, the Jews. But yet you did not forget about the Gentiles. You want the gospel for the non-Jews. You want for the whole nation. That's why you sent your son for you clearly put you love the world so much that you sent your only son for the world. Whether they receive or not is another question. But you made the salvation available. You made the grace that given to them available. Whether we receive or not, salvation is available to everyone. And those who believe in your son will receive it. It's not if, will receive it. And Lord, as you look at through this congregation with different diverse races and ethnic group, cultural upbringings, different uh, phase of life, personality, and yet you unify us. You put us in one church, the body, under worshiping one God. And Lord, the question each of us need to ask, are we, each of us, am I being one with this church? And Lord, I pray for those who are seeking and searching. They, they might be looking for a church that needs to be added in and not be a church goer, not dating the church, but really be committed to the church. Lord, if this is the church is right for them, Lord, let it be so. If it's not, I pray that they will find another church that they can really grow and be committed in every way. Same direction. One heart. One soul. Sharing life resources. Contributing and distributing. This is life. New life in Christ. Help us, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.